0: Haggai 2, 20 through 23. The word of the Lord came a second time to Haggai on the 24th day of the month. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I am about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I am about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and their riders. And the horses and their riders shall go down, every one of them by the sword of his brother." On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and make you a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Okay, the last passage of Haggai today. This is the fifth oracle that um, Haggai brought to the people, a word directly from the Lord, but it has to do with the one we talked about yesterday, this day that the foundation was laid, but this one is pointing us to a future, um, fulfillment of this. And so it's, it's kind of the ultimate outcome of the foundation being laid. Um, but what do you see here, Courtney?
0: Right. I'm glad you pointed that out. We talked about on um, previous days, how time has really been, um, kind of mentioned quite a bit in this book. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the past, uh, present day, actually laying that foundation and starting the work, and now we're looking toward the future, um, mm-hmm. a day yet to come. And so we see that this is—I feel like these other oracles have been to Zerubbabel, to Joshua the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. In this instance, mm-hmm. what's a little bit different? It is that it's only speak to Zerubbabel um, in mm-hmm. verse twenty-one. So this is a message uh, just to him, just speaking about him from the Lord, and um, we see that verb shake again, we saw it uh, mm-hmm. before when it mentioned, you know, he was going to provide for them. He was going to, the promise of provision to rebuild the temple. And I mentioned a couple of days ago how, um, that I had done some cross-referencing with that word shake, and it really had a lot to do with judgment. And so mm-hmm. I feel like we see that again, we see that implication of that here, shaking these nations, overthrowing kingdoms, mm-hmm. destroying the strength of kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really good. Yeah we're, yeah, we're seeing well, you can some s- judgment.
1: Yeah, and you can see that also just the whole reference to chariots and their riders and the um, everyone by the sword of his brother, that actually harkens back to Egypt, right? The, That's what I was The thinking. chariots, like that judgment of their um, ancient kind of enemies. And then uh, I think I read somewhere like Midian um, and Judges and Joshua's time that, yeah, he is talking about judgment of nations who— um, who opposed him in his plan of salvation through this people of Israel, right? And then
0: again, we talked about um, the Lord calling himself in this book, the Lord of hosts. He mentions mm. that so many times. And then we see in verse 23, um, he calls himself twice. He's called the Lord, but then declares the Lord of hosts, declares the Lord of hosts. And so we, again, we see this, um, his sovereign authority, uh, mm. to the power to do what he wants on the earth, that his will will be accomplished. And um, he's saying here, you know, I haven't chosen those nations though. That's not who I've set my heart on. Zerubbabel, right. I've chosen you. You're going to be my servant. And, um, we talk, we, we, <clears throat> excuse me, right. um, calling Zerubbabel his servant and how really that is a, um, he was in the line of David. And so mm-hmm. he had made this promise with David that, that, Um, someone in the line of David would always have authority on the throne. And so we saw that all through the Old Testament. And ultimately, of course, that's Christ himself. Um, Mm -hmm. But here is a piece of the puzzle. Here's a piece in that lineage um, where he's saying, I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. It's, It's my will. It's what I want. And I, as the sovereign Lord of hosts, have the power to accomplish it
1: no that's that's so important it's like what when we talked about the history of haggai and like where we were in the or the history of israel and where we were in that context and we talked about those evil kings um of israel and judah and jeremiah had actually told one of those kings Jehoiakin, that god was going to shake off like tear off the signet ring basically saying you will you are not the one um because of his wickedness and this zerubbabel is his grandson so you think about the history there of the people thinking all of these terrible kings um and god doing something so it just seems like the end right where he says i'm gonna i'm gonna tear you off and you would if you're following the promises of god if you are a people of faith and you know what's been promised you might wonder like oh my goodness have we finally done the terrible thing that's going to cause God to forsake us and to forsake these promises so for him to come in this moment to Zerubbabel and say this thing even though we don't Zerubbabel wasn't actually made king that we know of right he this isn't a fulfillment just for him i mean he was a leader but the the kingship of david the royal line wasn't established in this moment in time and yet god is saying something like you mentioned really important for uh, Christ, the son of David.
0: That's right. And to really think about, he says, I will make you like a signet ring. I mean, the signet ring was a symbol, not just a symbol, an actual ring that they would use to, to um, display royal authority. Um, mm. And he's saying, you're going to be, I'm, I'm going to display my royal authority through you, through you, you know, right. um, and then taking that on to Christ, um, who... Obviously he's part of the Godhead. He 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 is um, all authority has been given unto him. Uh we read right. in Matthew chapter 28. And so right. um I love that God is a promise keeper, that he mm-hmm. he did not turn away, he did not forsake them, even though just like in our lives, he has every reason to, but he is a God of 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 promise, of covenant, and um he won't turn his back and and he will ultimately see it through through the ups and downs of our mm-hmm. faithfulness and unfaithfulness. Um but his heart is always to be our God and for us to reciprocate that and be his people. And so, um, it's just a beautiful book. This, this yeah, book it really is,
1: just... is. It's really calling us. It's called, it was calling his people back to faith because they're, they're living in a reality that doesn't look none of the things that are being said here. There is no, it, it's really hard to see the glory of God in a pile of rubble. Mm-hmm. And yet he's reminding them who he is, um, who they are. And what he's doing in the world. And you just think his glory is going to return. But even when, just thinking of the nature of faith, even when the glory returned in the person of Jesus um, to that very temple, people missed it. You're right. right? Because You're right. they were looking for a different kind of glory. And it says that Jesus was glorified on the cross. Yeah. And what did that look like? It looked like shame, it looked like suffering. And yet, it is. God's he was the radiance he is the radiance of God's glory there's nothing that proclaims more the beautiful holy merciful character of God than his very own son on the cross and that just reminds us yeah this faith that we live it's the assurance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen just like it was uh, for the people in Haggai's day hearing this message and God to really take faithful. it
0: that's right and to take it um from the cross to the resurrection and how you know Jesus talked about his own body being the temple just bringing this back to kind of that temple mm-hmm. motif we're we're talking about here um he did raise it up in 3 days <laughs> 3 days right. later he had a glorious body his he was yes. and today sits in heaven with a heaven. glorified body Completely and we ourselves glorified. um who the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We are the temple of God, and we will one day be glorified, um, have glorified bodies just as Jesus is right now. And so um, like we talked about in the last section of verses, but that latter glory will be so much more than the exactly. former. And what a beautiful uh, privilege it is for us to be caught up in this and have a part of of even what it's talking about in High Guy. Um, just a, It's a beautiful thing to be a child of God and to be a part of his kingdom.
1: Amen. Well, for Courtney Moore, this is Jennifer McClish.
0: Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.